Hello and greetings again to my podcast. And um, it's nice to be back. This is my third one. And I wanted to follow on today from my last podcast, which was talking about the inner child. And I know there's a lot of people that are interested in inner child work, inner child healing. So I wanted to go a little bit more into that um, and just to explain a few things about the inner child and the inner child healing that, um, that I do. First of all, I would like to talk about some early childhood development. So as we know from the womb to six months, the development of the child through the development of the mental, feeling and physical process can determine how someone reacts to life and relationships and the world in the future. The physical process, the body and the structure develop affecting all processing of survival. So a child is dependent on its carer. We're talking about the base chakra, the first center, which I mentioned in the last episode. And that's all about stability and security. And as I mentioned, a lot of my life, a lot of my childhood was very unstable. So my development was very arrested. um, And I know now looking back why I acted childishly in so many different scenarios throughout my life. Um, But coming to a place where you forgive yourself and that's that's another thing forgiving yourself for believing that you did something wrong or you weren't the perfect child or you had the worst childhood or whatever and you were responsible for it self-forgiveness is something that is very important and before you can forgive anyone in your life you have to forgive yourself so a lot of people in my life I really truly authentically have forgiven And that's because I recognized very early on that holding on to grudges and resentments and bitterness and anger towards towards individuals, especially, um, you know, it, it serves no purpose apart from making you physically sick. So the first energy center, the first chakra, it's very important to recognize that that connection to the earth energy when we first come into the world. Um, for those that understand or would acknowledge that our spirit comes through the crown chakra and works its way down into um, down into the body, uh, the, the first organ to form is the heart. So when our spirit comes into our body, we literally are spirits encased in a physical body that needs to develop like a tree that a young tree that is planted that needs to grow. We are exactly the same. When we take that first breath, we come into the world, our experience begins, our life begins. But it also begins before then. It can begin when we are in the womb because in the the womb, we're feeding off of the mother's emotions, the mother's thoughts, anything that's negative or positive is being passed through to the fetus. So we can come into the world with fear. We can come into the world with um, with a, a core belief that we that is predisposed, um, and that core belief can be anything that is negative. Even if we've got the best childhood, we've got the best parents, um, or parents that 
you know, that we would define as being good parents. When we look at the second energy center, um, we're looking at the emotional field and we're looking at feelings in the second center and it's, it's about self and the world and the right to exist and primal feelings of guilt, terror, rage, joy and shame. All these feelings and emotions are developing and they come usually kind of like a little bit later in life because the first early stages of our life, you know, we're saying yes to everything when, you know, we just want to be loved and accepted and we're children. So we don't have the emotional intelligence to understand, you know, what is happening. Our second center also holds, it's where our core beliefs are formed, um, our belly button around that area, our reproductive organs. A lot of women hold tension in their belly um, and this can have an effect on fertility. Uh, as an example, I was working with a client who had been trying to get pregnant for some time. And when we started to go into her core beliefs, and all the negative stuff that had happened in her early part of her life, where she really believed that she wasn't lovable and she wasn't acceptable and she was responsible for making other people happy before making herself happy. When we started to, to work on these negative core beliefs, she started to actually own the feelings that she was a good person. She started to own the fact that um, she was ready to contribute to the world and her story was her story um, but the story that from where she was her identity was pure but she she'd abandoned herself in order to carry what we what we realized that to, to carry the pain and the fear and the history the generational and ancestral stuff of her past so when we started to look at where her stuff stopped or her family stuff stopped and her stuff began, it was very clear that her life actually wasn't too bad. So when all that started to happen and go down, what happened was she got pregnant because there was a relaxing, there was a letting go. And we can talk about, you know, energetically how the contraction, you know, is, is fear-based. If there's a block that's fear, then that causes the contraction on a physical level. And if we're contracted, then we're not making room for dilation, for anything to open up. So when we look at it from a philosophical perspective, energetically, yeah, we can carry our story, you know, in parts of our story that we haven't let go of, and we can be attached more to the feelings, the negative feelings. But when we can choose to change and say, actually, yeah, that was my life then, but this is where I am now. We stop becoming so defensive. And this is another thing where our when our defenses are formed at that very early age, because remember, we're defending our wounding. That's all we're defending. That's all we're taking care of is our wound. So when we look at our core beliefs, we look at our belief system, we look at... Um, our defenses, you know, we start to then notice how our mental field is developing. And usually by the time we're 14 or 15, you know, we're starting to define the world through our eyes, not through what we've been told. 
So as I mentioned before, abuse that happened to me early on in my life lay very dormant and it didn't come up until I was 40 plus in a therapy session because the pain of it was too much to bear. So I buried it, it went down into my subconscious and that was the only way that I could survive and get through life. But it had a knock-on effect to how my relationships, um, you know, my insecurities and my instability in relationships. Um, sometimes kind of, th th there's this thing where <laughs> a lot of people say, I don't want to turn out like my mother, especially women. There's that statement, I don't want to be like my mother. Okay, I'll take the good bits, but there's certain parts of mum that I don't want to become. And that's very true because, you know, we all have images of our mother, good or bad. And, you know, you know, when we go to a good part of our life, usually we go to the good bits because it's far too painful to go to the, the painful bits. But um, the mental field, uh, the mental center, which is the solar plexus, the third center is determined by inherited beliefs from legacies um, gender and inherited beliefs. So you can understand how the self-critic and the, um, the self-judgment starts to form and develop. We start to criticize ourselves. We start to look down on ourselves. We start to judge ourselves because in a way, you know, it's we would rather hurt ourselves than allow someone else to hurt us. So we're, we're stuck in this cycle of, um, fulfilling self-prophecy that, you know, we're not good enough and, uh, you know, we're not going to survive and we stay in relationships that aren't really working because there's that fear of actually moving out onto our own and exploring who we really are. So the journey to self really kind of, it's arrested, it's, it's stopped, it doesn't, it's, nothing's moving. The physical uh, process, um, the body and structure, develops affecting all processing of survival. So a child is dependent on its carer, even if it's a hostile mother. You know, maybe a mother that wasn't there enough, she had to go to work. It doesn't mean to say that mum didn't love you or you didn't love your child. If you're a mother listening to this, it means that the, the hostile mother really is kind of absent. Maybe she didn't want to breastfeed because we all know that breastfeeding, for a lot of women that believe it's the early stages, it's a very important part of bonding with your child. Um, anything that happens in the early stages from the womb to six months um, and around that time determines the core beliefs of the individual, which get stronger the older we get. This is why if you look at young people that in today's world are going to counseling and getting therapy younger and younger, and they're dropping those issues, they're coming into their own, they're acknowledging and accepting themselves at very, very earlier stages in life because they don't have the same life experience. You know, they're not carrying so much baggage. So it's, it's good to work with younger people. The older we get, the more set we become in our ways. And chances, taking a chance of changing. Well, if I leave him after 30 years of marriage, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? My perceptions are, based, are, are jointly based on what we both believe. I've 
been led to believe that, you know, I am him and he is me. So a lot of women and men um, stay in relationships that they're not really happy with. And that's understandable because if a core belief is not addressed um, through therapy, especially and supported, supporting the individual to to move forward, then their journey that they're stuck on that journey on that cycle of just getting older and not really doing anything. Spiritual perceptions relates to commitment to life, acceptance of spiritual help, and our basic intuitive abilities. So this relates to trust in others and awareness of basic needs and core of self-worth issues. Everything that happens to our parents as a child while we are in utero and newly born stage is locked into our primal energy center. The right to exist, the defenses that are born to protect and survive in sometimes a very, as I said, hostile environment. So again, the start of our core beliefs, be them positive or negative, can start at that very early stage. Our mother can become the one that we believe we are responsible for when intuitively we feel her pain and her abandonment from us. And this stops the development of the child. Um, and I know for myself, my ability to always take care of other people before I take care of myself. It was always an issue and stuff until I started to understand and started to recognize later in life, albeit. But being the oldest, having to go to work at 15 because mum needed me to help to support the family, not following my dreams and aspirations. I wanted to go to college, I wanted to do art, but it wasn't seen as, we're talking about 1971, um, where you didn't have the same support as many young people have today, where there's, there's support for young people to go to college and go on to university. Back in those days, it was very different, you know. Korea's teacher, you had a choice, you know, you were, if you were brainy, you could become a nurse or a doctor or a lawyer. But for most people, you know, in where I come from, um, especially if you were, um, if you were not Caucasian, um, there were some careers, people that gave you the wrong advice, you know, black people only work in factories or, you know, it, it was all very different there. Diversity wasn't something, it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't a word that was that was used. It wasn't even a concept. So a lot of things were different there then, and we just went along with it. But um, yeah, our mum can become the one that we believe we're responsible for when intuitively we feel her pain. And when I talk about feeling your mother's pain, as children, what we want to do is we want we don't want to see mum or dad hurting. We will do anything would do anything to help them to feel better about stuff. I know someone who, whose mother had three jobs and he never ever saw her because she was always working. He was the only child. And that affected him later on in life. But as a child, he believed that she didn't love him, that she'd abandoned him. And it's not until later that he could see, actually, she was doing it for him. 
So that went on, you know, that can go on to affect, you know, the trust issues, trust in people that they're going to be there for you, especially in some men where, you know, they, they have trust issues with women there because every woman I believe is looking for the surrogate father and not every woman, but a lot of women are looking for the surrogate father to take care of them. And a lot of men are looking for the surrogate mother to take care of them. So it's kind of complex as much as the child develops physically the inner child though goes through stages of arrested development which comes out later and this is in accepting abusive relationships lack of confidence lack of self-love and the the big one the fear of rejection continually so to become autonomous the inner child has to go into the trauma of the past in a safe supportive way to exit the beliefs and when I say to go into the trauma, some people, some psychologists or counsellors would say that they don't believe in re-traumatising the individual. I'm talking about energetically taking someone on a journey into their past in a safe, supportive way to exit the beliefs. So when you face fear, you can see, actually, I didn't. That there's nothing to be afraid of. So going into the past, really, it's like cutting your hand where, you know, it bleeds and then you leave it a little while and then you go in again and you cut it and it's deep and it's painful and the scab forms, but it doesn't take so long to heal. And each time you keep going in, using that analogy of just cutting open a wound and looking at the wound, going into the wound, over time, you start to you start to heal. That's the best way I can describe it, and that's what's helped me. The many journeys that I've taken, um, energetically, emotionally, psychologically, physically, I've been nearly all over the world, and I've always come back and learned something that's helped me to become the person that I am today. Um, this can be done, to become anonymous, it can be done by challenging and exploring your story. So I ask you today, you know, what is your story? And do you believe it to be true and authentic? What is your story? What is your story that you believe? What is your core belief coming from your core belief? So it could be something, you know, I'm a caregiver. I'm a caregiver and... Um, a parent that I was caring for all these years has died. I've got no role left. I don't have a role. So I need to find someone to take care of. If that's my belief that I'm always going to have to take care of someone, then we're not really allowing ourselves to take care of ourselves. Where do we stop to stop and say, actually, I need to focus on myself. I need to take care of me. Because let's face it, if, we, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then how can we take care of others? But as the child, keep going back to mum, and this is not about mum or dad bashing at all, but it's going back to the child and feeling, you know, responsible for mum. When I, when I saw my mother in so much pain, in the tears, in the volatile nature, I love my mum so much and I just... I just wanted her to be okay, basically. And um, so for me to leave school at 15 
two weeks after my 15th birthday and go into a factory, a sewing factory and work for two years and to stay in factories for the next 15 years. I did it because I needed to help mum. I don't regret it looking back now because again, it contributed to where did I want to be? And this is the next thing, our intention. When we start to work with our intention, when we look at our story, we see where we are, when we get to that point where actually I can do better. I can choose to take another path. And it doesn't matter. I went back and, well, I stopped working in factories when I was 30. It wasn't just factories, it was bar work. It was um, cleaning. It was doing all sorts of stuff. It was um, working, you know, in Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was, uh, I always had a part-time job going as well as doing something full-time. But I wasn't happy. And I just went along with it. But everyone has a breaking point. And I think you come to that place where you say, actually, I am ready to change my story. I'm ready to move on. And I think we all reach that point. But we can, if we haven't got the strength, the inner strength, the, the inner knowing of actually believing and trusting that we can get through this. We can break through and we can, this is where we find joy and we find happiness. And we actually start looking over our shoulder and saying, actually, there's no drama in my life because I've come home to me. This journey has brought me to me. Healthy adult relationships then come as a result of leading, leading ourselves through our pain of the past with tools that we collect on the way and this helps us to move on so when we talk about tools self-care um if you're overweight you know if you feel that you know you're not fit enough taking care of yourself taking care of yourself is not going for a manicure and a pedicure every week or having well having a facial yeah i would say that's taking care of myself um, having a manicure and a pedicure, yeah, I would say that's taking care of myself. But I'm looking at the deeper, the deeper self-care. And that is meditating, doing yoga, using the breath to go inside. When we start to do anything that causes us to feel the, the detox and the purging of pain, emotional pain, psychological pain, that to me is taking care of myself on an inner side. Um, inner inquiry when you wake up in the morning do an inner inquiry what am I today who am I what is my life today how am I really checking in with ourselves is very positive in helping to move negative to positive thoughts and changing the record rather than saying I would like to be or I want to do it's more a case of I am changing my thought today. I am moving forward. I am not my past. I am not my body. I choose in this moment to move forward in life. This is the power. This is the power. Having a focus, having goals that you can reach and not putting them on a massive in like, I can do that in six months. Bite sizes. I can do that in a couple of days. In a couple of days, I can meditate, even if it's five minutes in the morning or five minutes in the evening. Start in with bite-sized exercises to help you.
And then you start to move from negative to positive and then having a solution-based focus. So it could be a goal, could be I've always wanted to do a retreat. Um, I'll set myself this time next year, I'm going to go on a retreat. Put it out to the universe and the universe listens. Remember that the universe is in a slow response to our ego. Our ego is like, I want it now, I want it now. Um, whereas the universe, it's, it's about space, giving yourself time. Maybe you don't have the money to go on a retreat. Maybe you don't have the money to go anywhere or to do anything. So it's giving yourself time. Intention is everything. What do you want to change in your life? I'm asking you this question and just to let you know, you know, you can message me. I've got, uh, you can message me on these podcasts actually. Um, and you can get hold of me on, I'll give you the address later on. Um, oh, anchor.fm slash Lynn Marino. That's anchor.fm slash Lynn Marino. So you can message me any questions that you've got or anything that you'd like to discuss, anything at all. And um, I'd be really happy to kind of answer questions or to help you to maybe try to understand something that might be bugging you. And sometimes we have questions that, you know, um, we don't have all the answers to. I certainly don't have all the answers. And I tell people I can support you, but I can't save you. I can support you, but I can't heal you completely because that comes from you. That comes from within you. So looking at what you want to change in your life, um, what keeps you attached to the past? Maybe it's mum or dad or a relation or a relationship that you're holding on to, maybe that you don't have um, and you're hoping that they'll get in touch or that relationship can be resumed. Maybe thinking, well, they'll accept me one day. Keeping attached to the past in hope. Hope is not faith. If we have faith that things are going to change, then we're separating from hope. Hope is seen, can be seen in the, the field of negative thinking, where I hope something happens, rather than I have faith that things are going to change. Um, medication. A lot of people want to change taking medication which obviously affects your energy field, but it also, it ungrounds you. But we have to take sometimes medication. Um, we have to take medication. And I, I, for one, do not advocate telling people to stop taking any sort of medication if you're on antidepressants or anything like that. You know, I'm not that physician to tell you that. All I can do is look at things from a, an energetic point of view and the deeper source of why you're on medication and we can look at it from that point and then start to kind of and this is what I do with clients look at why you're taking medication or drugs alcohol sex toxic relationships all these are attachments that sometimes people want to let go of in their life but they don't know how to in the next um, podcast that I'm going to do. I'm going to be talking about victim to survivor. But I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And um, as I said, get hold of me on anchor.fm slash Lynn Marino if you want to send a message. 
um, I'd be happy to kind of interact with you and give you some sort of uh, answer to your questions or just a feedback. And I'm very open to negative feedback as well. So don't worry about that. I'm happy to just feedback um, and positive criticism. You can find me on my website is um, wellnessjourneys.co.uk and I have a YouTube channel which is Wellness Journeys but for now I'm saying goodbye Um, lots of love to you whatever you're doing take care and I will be with you again soon